Hi, church family. I'm so glad that we have this ability to connect online. We're about to go into one of our messages and I pray it blesses you. If it does, make sure you share it with a friend and, and share the love around. Make sure that you click like or subscribe so that you don't miss any of our messages that we upload weekly. And jump in the chat so that we can connect. Even though it's virtual, let's make sure that we connect. So sit back, enjoy, and I pray that you're inspired and blessed. Good morning. Please be seated. I thought of doing what Dan did, but if I went down, I might not be able to get up without help, so I better not do that. Thank you so much to Pastor, Pastor Carolina and her amazing leadership team for this amazing opportunity to come and share with you. If you like the message, that's great because that's God. If you don't like the, the message, talk to my boss. It's not about me, okay? So when, when Pastor Carolina said to me, hey, could you please come and talk to us? And the theme is an elephant or elephants in the room. I, I went to God, I prayed and asked him, what are some things? Because the picture that came to my mind was a room. And if we don't talk about the elephant, the elephants can multiply so much so that we're all squashed. There are elephants there, but we don't tell each other that they're there. And if you don't deal with those elephants, they come and take root. They can sit in your lap and you're going, oh, that's heavy. That's as far as I can go. (laughs) And you might not be able to breathe, but you don't want to deal with it. So today, the topic that I felt the Lord say is on life controlling habits. We want freedom. And everything that has happened this morning in terms of what the Lord has done in our worship is to prepare our hearts for freedom, yes? And freedom comes at a price. Now, why did I pick this topic? I'll tell you what, we don't talk about habits. It's a no-no. Because what you do with your life behind closed doors is yours. But is there such a thing in our lives where things are hidden, but they're not hidden to God? So he's saying, call it out. Bring it to light. And because when there, where there is light, God can work. You guys with me? Can I pray? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this atmosphere of worship and your presence is so fully here. Father, would you open our hearts and minds to what you've got for us, where you need to convict us, and conviction is not guilt, It means that you're on the move and you want us to change. You want us to be transformed by the power of your spirit. So Lord, would you bring, would you bring change? Would you bring transformation and open up our eyes to hear, our our eyes to see and our ears to hear. And Lord, just come in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I call this life controlling habits, but I can also say they're life deforming habits. Okay. And here's the truth. We are all creatures of habits. Can we agree on that? We like things to be just so. If you're not a creature of habit, let me just ask you, if somebody, something were to happen in your day and you can't do what you think you wanted to do the normal way, how do you respond? I can tell you that it tests your Christianity because you might be swearing (laughs) or doing something else that you shouldn't be doing, yeah? I'm asking for honesty here because this is it. Your habits, according to this man called David Mathis, who's the executive ex- uh, editor of DesiringGod.com, says this, 
Your habits are, in fact, one of the most important things about you. Those repeated actions you take over and over, almost mindlessly, reveal your true self wow. over time as much as anything else. Wow. Oof. You feel that? Our habits are windows into the deep things of our souls. And this guy, Mike Horton, I don't know who he is, but he had this to say. Character is largely a bundle of habits. And I just went, ouch. What I'm sharing with you today is not to point fingers because God has brought me on this journey. So I'm where you are at. It was convicting. It still is. So take a careful assessment of anyone's habits and you can tell with little margin for error what really captures his or her heart. Right. Is that an ouchie or what? So our habits not only shape our hearts, they show our hearts, they shape our hearts. And very often these are areas where we tell God, don't touch. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Thank you very much. But if we're supposed to take every thought captive, if we are supposed to be transformed by the power of the Spirit, it's a no holds barred, friends. Yeah. We either say, Lord, have it all, and we sung about surrender, we talked about surrender, or we go, God, I'll take this. You can have some of the things, in which case our transformation is very limited. Right. Our power over what happens in our lives uh, in terms of our own control, our, our hope, those will be limited as well. And who wants that lid on our lives, yes? So I'm going to start with scriptures. I'm just going to throw down the gauntlet. Second Peter 2.19 For a man is slave, or woman, is a slave to whatever has mastered him. Oof. And we thought we were free. The Living Bible says this, for a man is slave to whatever controls him. And this one, 2 Peter 1, 3 to 4. I want to take them together. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which God has given you? You have been entrusted with His Spirit. You are no longer free to do whatever you want. And we thought we could do whatever we want. Don't tell me what to do. This is the Aussie way. This is the American way. This is the human way. Yeah? You know, these verses go further. It really challenges us to the core of who we are. Are we gods? Or are we ourselves? Okay, this is getting a little uncomfortable for you and me too, okay? Just saying. We may be a slave to work. There are workaholics amongst us thinking that that's where we need to be and what we need to do. And some of you stop nodding because you're trying to elbow your spouse or somebody. So we can also be a slave to gossip. Okay. Or other people's opinions. You may also be a slave to anger, pornography, drugs, and many other things that hold us in bondage. Hey, in case your habit isn't mentioned there, don't feel too good about yourself just yet. Just think about, oof, I hate this because it speaks to me. Just think about your regular routine. 
or going to the cupboard for satisfaction. Is that an ouchina? Hey guys, you're talking about, I don't know if you're talking about yourself or somebody else you know that's female, okay? So, shh, shh, shh. Okay. So, can I just go through what's a habit, why they're dangerous, and then we're going to talk about how God can break us free. That good? All right. Let's, let, let, let's firstly establish that not all habits are bad. True? So, for instance, I can tell you one habit that we've had, Grant and I, that we see the fruits even today. Okay? So, when the kids were growing up, yes, we had kids, and now they're grown, and um, the, the older one has kids of his own. One of the habits that we established in our house was that every night we would read the Word of God with the kids and pray for them. And would you know that our son and, and, and our daughter-in-law do that with our four- and six-year-old grandkids? That's a great habit. Another good habit that we've, we've, we found ourselves doing, uh, probably 14, 16 years ago, we started reading the Bible in a year. Every single year since then, we've read the Bible in a whole year. Do you know that it's not easy? In the first few years that we did it, I had all sorts of excuses. Oh, I'm too busy today. And then five or six days later, oh my gosh, I have to read a third of the Bible in, in, in one sitting. Can I share with you that because the habit has been established, I don't have that challenge today. I actually do that just about every, every day. Now, point is, God's not going to strike you with lightning if you don't read your Bible or do the thing that you need to do. But I want it. Because that habit has given me that hunger for the Word of God, and if I don't do it, something is missing. Okay? So that's good. But there are also the not-so-great habits that actually hinder us from all that God's got for us. Right? So let me just explain what a habit is, because we talk about habits like we know what, they're, what they are about. I'm going to dig deep a little bit and get you to go with me there. A habit is described as a regular practice routine or behavior wired into our brains that gets harder to give up the longer the behavior goes on. It's hard to shake habits as we engage with them over and over. Now that's scary. You know what, what, what really spoke to me? Wired into our brains. Which means that there's stuff that's that's in there and that's why it's a challenge but God but God okay so some habits are very positive as I said but a negative life controlling habit is something you find yourself doing even when it's destructive either physically mentally relationally or spiritually or you consistently do something you wish you wouldn't do but you find yourself doing it anyway well I got good news for you we're not alone the Apostle Paul talks about it in Romans uh, something. Romans, let me see. Thank you. 7, 15 to 18. Hey, listen, I've got to remember too many things, so forgive me if I can't quote chapter and verse. So, um, Paul says, For I do not understand my own actions. I'm baffled and bewildered by myself. I do not practice what I want to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate and yielding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the willingness to do good is present in me, but the doing of good is not. 
Paul really understands the difference between good intentions and actions. Something gets lost, and then we beat ourselves. But you notice what Paul did with his life, right? He didn't stay in one place. He became one of the most significant influence in the whole of Christianity. All of us want a life of significance. Listen, I don't want people to know um, know uh, Jeannie Trudell as you know the president of CHC or whatever, you know, or, or even that I can hear God and pray for people. I don't want that. You know what I want? I want people to say Jeannie Trudell. She was a passionate follow, uh, follower of Christ, and she lived what she preached. Wow. That is what I want. Yeah? So I want that for each of us. Seriously. So I'm going to unpack it a little bit. How have our habits formed? Quick story. Some of you have heard this before. Young lady goes to her mom, saw her mom prepping a roast. Anyone likes roast beef, lamb? Sorry if you're vegan. This story is not for you. So the young lady says to her mom, Mom, why is it that you cut off the ends? of the roast, right? Every time I see you prepare a roast, you cut this here, cut this here, and you put it in the pan. Sometimes the roast looks really small. Mom says, I don't know. I don't know why I do it. Grandma always used to do it. So the young lady was very enterprising, goes to a source. Grandma, why is it that, 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 that you cut the ends of the roast? And mom keeps on doing it. I, am I supposed to do it too? And grandma says, um, I cut off the ends of the rose because I had a small pan. Wouldn't fit. But everybody keeps doing it. So habits can be formed from family practices, from everything, but all sorts of different ways, right? But I tell you, one of the most insidious, most dangerous ways of forming habits are these. They are, um, we, are we get bombarded, right? with all sorts of things happening in, in the, um, um, uh, around us. Uh, stimuli that, make, that makes us crave and consume. Can you think of some of that? TV, Netflix, culture, things around us. Man, I mean, you know, look at our fashion. Where does that come from? We want that because it'll make us good. In psychology, and listen, I'm not a psychologist, but I like to learn. <laughs> in psychology, it's about reward-based learning. What do I mean by that? Well, let me break it down. Three things, or three steps. First, a trigger. Something, for instance, a feeling of hunger. Two, you act on that, that, that trigger. You eat, right? Eating food, that's your behavior. And then there's a reward. You feel sated or you feel good, it's pleasurable. We want to do more of the things that feel good and less of the things that feel bad, yes? That's human nature. So these three components show up every time we, if you smoke a cigarette, you smoke a cigarette, eat a cupcake. Sorry, I know many of us like cupcakes. I'm not saying that it's bad, it's just that there's something going on behind just eating cupcakes, especially when it's your way of um, coping with life. Or, oh, listen to this one, checking our news feed or social media when we feel stressed. I don't care what age we are, we can be, we can be susceptible. 
And each time we reach out for something to soothe ourselves, guess what? We reinforce the learning to the point where it becomes automatic. That's how habits are formed. And you go, oh, wow, I better start thinking about how that started, okay? And scientifically, do you know that habits can be traced to a part of the brain that's involved in pattern recognition, so you get patterns? Memory making and emotions. So all that comes together in our brain, so you want, you get more engaged with that habit. It's insidious, isn't it? And Satan knows this. That's why it's easy for us to be trapped. And addictions, on the other hand, is more powerful than habits. I want you, us to think of habits and addictions on the same continuum, okay? First of all, it starts off very easy. Habits, you do something over and over again. But the more you do it, the more you want to do it. And some of those addictive behaviors end up being addictions. Yeah. And addictions are not necessarily the, you know, just chemical imbalance, etc. It's also addictive behaviors. You know, it's interesting, but there's been research that indicated Facebook, many of us are on Facebook, and when we post, do you know that scientifically, researchers have found that when we post and then we get likes, dopamine actually increases in our brain. Dopamine is that, um, um, oh, what's the term? It's a thing or the, that substance that makes us feel good. So, I don't know about you, but when I used to post, post a little more often on, on social media, I would keep on checking every few minutes. Oh, I've got 50 likes, I've got 60 likes, I've got 100 likes, wow, it's a record, 100 and whatever. And then I look at someone else, it's like, oh my gosh, whatever they post is like 200 likes, 300 likes, I'm not very popular. I could, I, my identity could be defined by social media, so very dangerous, right? So that's the kind of habits we're talking about. And, and then when addictions, I told you, right? Habits and then addictions. Addictions are also related to the same areas in the brain as habits, but even more so. The part of the brain um, that affected includes decision-making, impulsivity, Motivation, learning, and reward. That's why it's so much harder to break addictions, right? Now, because there's the wiring into the brain, remember what I said earlier about being wired in the brain? There are neural pathways that are made, and we've got to change that. If we want more freedom, we've got to make some changes in the way that we do things so we create new um, pathways. The brain is an amazing thing. God is a creator God. And or everything is possible with him. So I love that. So the most important distinction between habits and addictions, you know what it is? Choice. Interesting, isn't it? A habit you can probably say no to, but as you're more ingrained, as it gets more ingrained, it's harder to say no. So Tim Keller states it, well, I'm sure you've heard of Tim Keller. This is, this is what he says about addictions. It starts like this. There's some kind of disappointment or distress in your life. As a result, you choose to deal with that distress with an agent. It might be sex, it might be drugs, it might be alcohol, etc. The agent promises transcendence. Ooh, that's a big word. The agent promises freedom, a sense of being in control, a sense of being above all this, a sense of being liberated, a sense of escape. And so you do it. But when you do it, when you take that addicting agent as a way of dealing with life, 
the trap is set. So can we all admit that we have some tendencies to be, uh, to be engaging in addictive behaviors or become addicts? Absolutely. Now, why are habits so powerful? This was an aha moment when I was pre preparing for this um, message. The word addiction, the root word in Latin is this, to be ensnared by or bound to. Remember 2 Peter 2.19, uh, a man is slave to whatever controls him. Do you see that linkage? Oh my goodness. Do we want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit or by our habits? Habits are powerful because they slowly bind you. You know, many of us said, say, we can quit anytime. I'm going to share a quick story about Graham. Please don't hold it against him because you guys will likely relate. Um, before we came back to Australia, um, Grant did not drink coffee. It just did weird things to him. But coffee in Australia is good, guys. And you feel good after drinking it. Ouch. Am I touching some sore nose here? <laughs> So he started drinking coffee and he says, I can quit any time. Well, he can, he's proven that, but he had headaches for a few days. So I'm not, listen, please don't get me wrong, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that some behaviors are more addicting than you first think. And then um, repeated exposure to the behavior causes the brain to communicate in a way that couples liking something with wanting it, then it drives us to go after it. Do you see that? Oh, crazy. Habits can also break your will. They become your master, it breaks your will to fight. You think, what's the point of trying? It's one. They're also powerful because they can destroy your life or affect your life negatively and those around you. Think about this. They may be initially uh, seem harmless, but marriages have been lost, relationships broken, finances destroyed. And addiction is anything we depend on that draws us away from uh, us depending on God. So bear with me a little bit more. There's some questions I want us to think about and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. One, is there anything in your life that you really believe or think you need? that you really need, apart from Christ? Is there any behavior, habit, or unhealthy desire that you can't stop? Are there areas in your life suffering because of a certain behavior? Are any behaviors preventing you from growing in Christ? Do thoughts of a certain item or action or person consume, consume you more and bring more pleasure than thoughts about God? Hey, listen, sometimes I think food might be my poison, so no judgment. Is there anything that is wasting your money and time? Is there anything in your life that you keep hidden from others? And is there anything in your life that leaves you anxious, guilty, or empty, but yet you still desire more of it? Or oh, I like this one. When you are grumpy, depressed, scared, bored, stressed, or irritable, where is the first place you turn? Whew. I know that this is something that we are all in, but God, but God wants to, to, for us to live in freedom. So let's press in, shall we? 
Here's a list from some, 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 some possible areas where habits are actually a challenge for us. Your hobbies, smartphones. Um, I have a friend who literally is, is I think, wired to the, hard, the, the, the cell phone. I'm sorry, uh, smartphone or, or device. Take it away from him, he doesn't know who he is or where he is. So dangerous. And then TV streaming. Can I just say that, that, that I found this insidious because you think, oh, I just want to relax. I've had a very stressful week. And this is from experience, okay, so don't judge. I sat down and I watched, I binge watch, whole day. And it was crazy because then I started having thoughts about, oh, that main character, oh, so cute, such great fashion, so slender. And I started thinking, I'm not thin enough. How crazy is that? Oh, that life looks interesting. Oh, I want to eat out, etc. more, etc., etc. It's insidious, okay? So are we depending on this rather than God? So, but that's good news. We can break free, and we need to break free. Yeah? Can I just tell you a funny story? Because sometimes we think we do things, and that's going to be uh, eternal consequences, and you think habits can't ever change. Well, some of us have kids here, and we had two. Uh, I was, Grant and I were in despair because we had a, a daughter who was really messy. I mean, things were all over. If, things, if she left things on the stairs, she would actually step over it, not pick it up. I thought, oh my gosh, how is she going out into the world and be such a, a messy bunny, right? Well, she's married today. Oh my word, we visited them. The house is clean. She doesn't have messes around. Her habits change, so there is hope. Just saying, okay? <laughs> so true. Ah, well, here's the thing. You can say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not be a slave to anything except to Christ. Too often we battle sin without the Lord. We think we can't do it, That's, but we, we can't. We must have his strength, so depend on him. Through the grace of Christ, we are no longer a slave to sin. We've sung that song, no longer, I'm not gonna try and sing it, no longer a slave to sin. We sing it, we believe it, do it. We have been set free from serving dead idols, including our habits, to serve a living God. So what do we need to do? Got five things up here. One, know who God is. Do you truly believe God is who he says he is? Because if you do, he will transform you, okay? And that's the basic. That's, that's what we first need to know. And God's grace is the empowerment that we need. Number two, and this I hope that you will do over the course of this week as well, admit where we are short, where we have a problem. We are filling up with that which does not satisfy. Does streaming satisfy us? The reaching for that food, does it satisfy it or whatever it is? Confession, accepting responsibility is a good start. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is just and faithful and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We have been forgiven. So don't worry about feeling guilty or, 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 or being, um, um, uh, having that weight. 
because guilt is of the of the devil conviction is of the holy spirit because conviction brings change and transformation guilt paralyzes yeah so a few things that are practical one map out your habit loops what are your triggers so quick story because this will hopefully shed some light about how things work some of us are actually uh, into a habit of anger what do i mean by that for many years because i grew up in 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 in, in a certain culture and, and 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 family with a lot of verbal abuse etc my go-to response is anger whatever that doesn't go my way i would be angry and then i would act accordingly talking um, um, calmly is not an option in my family uh, growing up is yelling and the Lord the Lord has healed me of the anger underneath the anger is rejection the Lord has healed me of that but the effects of sin still has to be managed and for that to be managed I had to understand what are the triggers and what are the practical steps I need to do right so the Lord brought me on this journey it's been amazing and Grant actually has seen a transformation um, in, in how I manage um, situations that don't go according to plan so that anger doesn't have to be my first response in many different areas whatever it is find out your triggers what's happening in your circumstances what do you turn to for comfort and what can you replace that with right so maybe it's stress okay then what do you need to do to manage the stress and then you also need to link action to outcome if i do this now what will happen if i engage now um, for instance if you procrastinate and trust me i've got students who procrastinate shock horror um, what do you get if you procrastinate from surfing the internet for cute pictures of puppies or <laughs> or um, videos of, of naughty kittens. Yeah, come on, so we know people who do that. Maybe ask ourselves. How rewarding is it when you remember and realize that what you do doesn't help your, you to get your job done? So remember those answers to the questions and you can map up something else. This new awareness will help you link action to reward or the lack of re reward and that might help us break that habit. And replace the reward with curiosity. Why are you having that craving? What are you turned to? What do you not have in your life? Is there something that God is saying surrender, but you're going, no, I don't want to because I want to be miserable or because it feels good to do this instead of turning to God, okay? Very important, third thing, replace old habits with new ones. And you know what, for the Christian, our whole lives is about transformation. It's exchanging the old for the new, yes? yes? Behold, the old is gone, the new has come. And if we believe that, then why are we not trading some of those habits for new ones, right? right. God commands do not steal, meaning that stop that, but instead cultivate the habit of being honest in all things putting off the old nature and putting on the new nature. We've been given the power to do this. Hallelujah. We're not on our own. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Where is that? Philippians 4, 13. Yes, remember that. So take baby steps to establish new routines. Don't just take away old habits. Do something else instead. 
So for instance, in the anger situation that I had, I, I just went, okay, I'm feeling angry. I recognize the signs of being angry. Okay, I'm feeling angry, why? What do I want to do with it? It's amazing. God has really come through for me. In questioning, I get to modulate my own responses and I'm finding new ways of, of, of coping and um, living. So freeing, guys. Yeah? The cupboard for satisfaction thing still working on it. So the first thing I've, we're trying to do is not to buy any junk food. So I'm turning to nuts and dried fruit. Sorry, it's, you know, work in progress. And lastly, find support from others. The Bible talks about confessing your sins to one another, James 5.16. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And Galatians 6.2 talks about that we are supposed to bear each other's burdens. That's why those life groups, the involvement in serving is so important because you build community. There's accountability there. And to the extent that you are able to be real with each other, you're going to find freedom, new freedom. Does that make sense? So God intends for us to have a rich life. And in a minute, I'm going to be praying. I, I believe there are some here where it's not your habits, but the habits of those you love and those who might have had, had uh, responsibility over you that's caused you much grief and heartache. I believe the Lord wants to heal you. I believe the Lord wants to um, restore wholeness into your life. And for those who are con convicted by the Holy Spirit about some habits that He wants you to change, then be open. Ask Him, Lord, what do you want me to do? God can do it in a single moment. He can just break that off us. Um, another story about Grant. He's going to, to, to be annoyed with me after this, but I promise you I did have his permission. Um, he was really getting into radio um, um, uh, games. What are those called? Uh, mobile devices, you know, whatever it was. And it was taking up a lot of his time to the extent where when I talked to him, he's busy. And he was convicted by the Holy Spirit. He stopped just like that. It's been how long? A year? Two years? He could do that. Boom. Right? Some other habits might take a bit more time. But it's that commitment to the Lord to ask Him what is it that He wants us to stop doing. And today might be if you need prayer to either break off those habits or for the Lord to touch you where you've been hurt by other people's habits, come on up to the front. There will be a team, and I'll also be joining the team to pray for us. Is that okay? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you that your word doesn't come back void. And Lord, I just ask that you free up our hearts and minds and that you speak to every heart here where there are habits that need to be broken of where the pool is so strong we ask for the release of your holy spirit lord thank you that your um, will is for us to be living purposeful abundant lives and father we also lift up those who whose lives have been hurt by others with habits that are or addictions that have not been helpful Lord, we ask for restoration, healing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
in Jesus' name. Amen.